This is Dai Shui X, the podcast, episode 130 for the week of May 25th, 2008. Welcome to Dies and Chewie X, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Dies and Chewie X. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of... Enlightening? And a little bit of... Song and Dance. Song and Also dance. known as The Entertaining. Thank you. Hey, what's up, everyone? Yo, it's podcast time. Hi, hi. Mary, that's you. Mm-hmm. Say hello. What's up? Hi, people. How you doing? I'm good. It's a good. long I was weekend. just about to say, gearing up for the nice holiday weekend. Got let out of work at 1.30 today. Sweet. I left at 4.30. Nah, nah, nah. And it's better than nothing. It is. It is. nice. So what are your plans for the long weekend? Nothing. Nothing? You're going to watch me edit my video? Yes. Because my <laughs> video is done. And your you know what? timeline is done. I don't think I'm touching it. You don't think I don't think I have suggestions for you. Okay, then you better it's get all, all of them. Little things here and there, but whatever. Okay, but other okay, other than cosmetic edits, I do not think I am touching it. Okay, I don't think I'm gonna go crazy with effects. I think I'm just being old school, Mary. Oh please, I'm doing the totally simple no effects video this year. You can't bite off me. My video is done before yours. I'm not biting off. But of my you. idea is older. Yeah, well I'm older, so bleh. I'm louder. Damn it. <laughs> My name is Mike. Perhaps you know me as Vegito EX, and I'm gonna. I, I'm so close to saying, and I'm the ringleader. This, but I've done that song and dance, as you would say before. So, do I have any other phrases? What can I call myself? <laughs> I thought of some really raunchy things that you could say, but that would. Yeah, it's really funny when you hear it in your head. Yeah, right? it is. But you know, I am trying to be graceful and tactful, and not say what I'm thinking on the oh, show. That's fine. How about I'm Mike, and I'm forgetting someone? Whoa! What the fuck is that? It's a. Julian! No! Yes. No! It's a no. it's a wild Julian! It can't be. <laughs> wild <laughs> Julian appeared. Go! Mary! Mary! Julian uses Master Ball on Mary. <laughs> no, you're the you're the wild Pokemon. You can't use a Master Ball on Mary. <laughs> He's a very talented wild Pokemon. This conversation is over. Julian! Okay. What, what's up, dude? I finally have internet. You have internet. Hooray. Yes. You're back on the show. I took a look. It has been almost exactly two months since you have been on the show. Ooh, that's a long time. It is a long time. So what we're actually going to do this week, this episode, is play a little game I like to call Catching Up With Julian. Wow, great name, Mike. I know. It's, it's kind of like... I ca- bet you spent a whole two seconds working on that. I did. Well, actually, it's more like three. Wow. Yeah. I'm Julie. not paying overtime for that one second. <laughs> we need to reintroduce you because you've actually been called a figment of my imagination uh, at least once over the last two months because you don't seem to really exist anymore. So we need to re-find out who you are and where you've been and what's going on and all, all that kind of stuff. So y- your name is Julian. Yes, my name is Julian. You uh, work on a site and hang out and do stuff? Yes, that's correct. I work on Daizenshu EX. I'm 23 years old and I live in Japan. I work as an assistant English teacher in the city schools in Osaka Prefecture. I am a Pisces. I enjoy long walks on the beach. And, I- <laughs> and the occasional blowjob. Michael! <laughs> I'm sorry. What was I saying before about being tactful and not saying what I'm thinking? 
It's it's an old Mark Hoppus joke, and it's been one of my favorite lines ever. And Julian just led me right into it. Oh dear. Anyways, so uh, anyway. dude, I, it's actually really weird hearing your voice because I haven't vocally spoken with you in probably just as long, two months. Yeah. Well, see, at the end of my last job, I moved because my previous apartment was connected to that contract. So at the time that I moved. They neglected to tell me that I personally needed to get in touch with the ISP. So I guess foreigners are supposed to be psychic or something. But, <laughs> nice. um, anyway, after waiting and waiting, I finally got in touch with them myself and discovered that I was supposed to anyway. And even that the case, I was supposed to be getting my internet, you know, like the end of last week, but there were a series of delays and hangups. And then finally, when they activated the DSL signal, they forgot to plug my line back in, so I had to wait another day. But I'm finally up and ready to go and looking forward to stuff. Great. Well, we'll catch up with a couple more stories. You're actually going to be our topic portion of this episode, believe it or not. I feel so privileged. Yeah, that's right. It's it's almost like we're interviewing you, despite you being here from the very beginning. But that's cool. Um, So that's Julian. Let's uh kick it into regular podcast show mode and all that kind of stuff. We already said what the topic's going to be. It's going to be Julian himself. We're going to do a contest. I've decided we're going to start Holy a contest crap. this week. It's going to be a quick one. It's only going to be about two weeks, but I'll talk about it. It relates to a release next week. So that's kind of like my little cash-in thing or whatever, etc. We got a whole crap ton of news for you. We're going to go through a bunch of stuff. We'll probably spend a little more time on the news because there's a lot of stuff and Julian can read. It's great that you're here because you can actually read some of this stuff for us. We got releases. We got Julian. You're going to get back to your ABCs for the first time in two months. I actually remember where you left off. We got emails. What else? Did I already say all that stuff? That's an episode though, right? In the nutshell? Yeah, it sounds it. All right, let's do that. Okay. I don't really have any stuff. I forgot to do my count of Hironobu Kakeyama image songs yet again. I'm sorry, I've been busy. I'll get around to it, and maybe I'll do that next week. I'll keep promising every week that it'll be the following week, and maybe eventually I'll do that. Anyone have any stuff? Julian, you don't count because you're our topic. Mary, you got any stuff? I don't think I have any cool stuff. All right, that's fine. I'm sorry. That is Lame quite wars. okay. So uh, I thought I had some stuff, but I can't remember. If I remember it, we'll talk about it randomly. We'll just interrupt ourselves and... That's that. Let's talk about the news. Mary, there's a convention going on this weekend right now. That there is, Mike. It's Animazement. Ooh, sweet. And there's a lot of really cool people down there right now. Yes. And if we were not doing other cons this year, I'm sure we would have made the effort to go out there. Although, all things considered, maybe it's all right that we didn't go down there because we just got word from the con itself. Well, someone on our forum at the con right now posting that Takashi Kusao, who played Trunks in Dragon Ball Z, could not attend because he's sick. Oh, no. That's really sad. Oh, no. I um, wish I could send flowers. You want to send flowers to Japan? Internationally. I'm sure you can. I mean, oh, yeah. It'll just cost a lot. It could be done. Two voice actor, Japan. <laughs> Get there. <laughs> Please send. Here's two stamps. <laughs> uh, other people there, though. Awesome, awesome lineup. Uh, Akira Kamiya, who's just an amazing uh, seiyuu voice actor. Also, Ryusei Nakao, who played Frieza and Kula and Tambourine. He's there. And apparently, Thanos 6, uh, one of our foreign posters, actually got to meet him and got him to say something on recordings. Ooh! 
and got autographs and stuff. So I can't Ooh. wait to hear a follow-up, whatever's going on there. That sounds totally awesome. There's at least one other. Oh, it was uh, Sailor Moon's voice actress. What's her name? Kotono Mitsuishi? Yes, she was there too. So that's like a bang-up lineup of Seiyu down at a con. Yeah. I would love For that. honestly a con that I'm not too familiar with. Right. So that's pretty banging. It is pretty banging. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yes! I am the I guess I'll just breeze through this next thing real quick. Live action movie stuff, there's been a lot of things coming out. It's not that we don't cover the live action movie. It's just that I feel like I don't really have anything to editorially contribute like at this point. You're all following those Dragon Ball movie blog sites. You're getting all the news from there anyways. So just head on over there and check out a bunch of new pictures of the cast. Nude pictures? Not nude, <laughs> new. Here, let me, let me load it up here. And Mary, you can take a look at... Uh, these, oh, I've seen it. Uh, have you seen it? Yes, I have. Well, what do you think of uh, everyone um, here? Not impressed. Not impressed. I like that girl's hair, though. Emmy Rossum. Yeah. Rossum. It's kind of Emmy. Yeah. She looks kind of pouty there. Pouty pouty. That's kind of cliche anime. What do you think about everyone else? Anything? Mm, meh. Meh. All right, that's fine. Well, we can't wait for the movie to come out. We've we decided. Can't? <laughs> yes, we can't wait. I cannot contain my excitement. <laughs> We've decided we're going to make an event of it. We'll probably head up to New York and have a big gathering whenever it ends up coming out. Maybe it's going to come out next spring. I mean, all the posters and release dates that seem to be floating around. Uh, I don't know. I can't follow it all. Maybe you all know when it's coming out. Uh, Julian. Yeah. While I introduce this next thing, please watch that Japanese commercial I linked to on the outline. Okay. I'll do that. So you watch that. Mary. Mike. You and I watch these commercials. All of the burst limit commercials. Yes. The Japanese ones and the American ones. Tell I me. I was shocked. Tell me what you think of the Japanese ones. I I was dumbfounded at how hilarious they are. I thought it was amazing. The uh, I think it was the first one where the one kid is uh, doing the Napa voice. Just the way he moved his mouth around kind of in circles to kind of match up the way Napa did. Because he kind of rolls his R's, almost like a Yakuza member or something like that, the way he talks. He's very gruff and kind of... The I kid looked gruff. Uneducated. The kid know. looked uneducated. <laughs> it was so good. And the second one was equally amazing with Frieza and then the kid with the spiky hair doing the piccolo voices. So, Julian, have you watched the commercial? Whoa, that's pretty neat. Isn't it awesome? Mmm. I love that stuff. So, we'll give you a link to these uh, two Japanese commercials. Uh, Game Trailers is hosting those, so very easy watching. Let's talk about the American commercials. Julian, you can watch them if you want right now. Okay. Mary, you watched uh, these four. Yeah, when you told me that they were funny, I thought you were being sarcastic. I thought you were, like, pulling a fast one on me. I mean, they're not raffle malau kind of funny, but they're kind of like, oh, wow, that's actually impressive that they did something remotely chuckle-worthy. Yes. I indeed. think the last one is the funniest, and that's the office one. Yes. With the stapler <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. So Atari made some pretty interesting commercials. So is this what they're doing with like the last of their money now? 
I guess. I mean, I don't know what's going on. I, I actually stopped reading all the SEC filings. They're delisted from NASDAQ. They're being acquired. They got a loan from Infogrames to continue their day-to-day operations until they're absorbed. And maybe they're going out with a bang as they're still a tar. I don't really know what's going on. I thought they were interesting. I can't see these playing on TV. Maybe they fit in with like the Adult Swim audience. They seem like that kind of humor. I don't know. Julian, have you managed to watch one or two of them? In I'm the looking for the office one right now. That's. I think it's the last one on the page. Okay. Well, these are pretty clever, actually. I think they're interesting, and the pronunciations are halfway decent. Mm. They're not saying Kamehameha, so I mean... Yeah, they're better than past efforts, that's for sure. I agree. So, uh, Mary, uh, while Julie... Oh, wait, wait, we're not done with Burst Limit. What am I doing here? We got other stuff to talk about. Jeez, Mike, come on! I don't know. I'm, like, getting way ahead of myself. So, uh, Donnie Clay, who... I call him producer something or other. It's my kind of title for him because I don't really know what he does. Uh, he's been doing a lot of blog entries and articles over on IGN. For whatever reason, IGN has decided to kind of feature the Dragon Ball series. He put up this retrospective about Dragon Ball games in North America. It started with Budokai 1 and ended with Burst Limit. It was essentially a chronology of the Budokai series, the Sparking series, and hey, Burst Limit's coming. And yeah, we made sagas. None of the Game Boy Advance games are listed there. None of the DS games. No and, final bout? Well, yeah, before even that, Super DBZ wasn't on the list. And huh. yeah, hello, Dragon Power and Final Bout were the two Dragon Ball games in this country you know, before Budokai. And even the Game Boy Color game, Legendary Super Warriors, that was actually the first new one to come out here. So it was kind of inaccurate in places too, like little words and phrases that were used weren't really true. Well, you shouldn't be surprised in the least. No, absolutely not. I mean, this guy not. doesn't seem like, you know, an authority on the history oh, of, of DBZ not. games. Absolutely. Well, absolutely wouldn't expect that but i thought it was really really i don't know like not including final bout come on it's kind of a a noteworthy thing it was the first labeled as a dragon ball game to come out in north america i think that's kind of important to include on any retrospective no matter how shitty the game may be exactly what ends so other burst limit stuff we just found this out today hironobu kageyama has recorded a full-length English version of Kiseki no Hono yo Moire Gare. I bet it's just for us. Not us as in us three, I mean for North America. <laughs> no, like... he did it just for me. <laughs> you can keep thinking that. I will. <laughs> Oh, I think there's just been fan outcry, probably like, oh, you know, you don't keep the original songs, and they're probably apprehensive to put them in because they're in Japanese. They're so like, oh, let's just have the guy sing it in English, and then we can put it in the game. No, they That's still won't be able to understand it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Honestly, I had no idea what he was saying. I saw people posting this on the forum. And I was thinking the exact same thing. I actually understand more of the Japanese version than I do of the English version. <laughs> I think that's saying a lot, especially coming from me. So let's talk about uh, this English version. Julian, do you have a chance to listen to it at all? Just a little bit. What do you think of it? I think that it's pretty good, although the lyrics are hard to understand. Absolutely. I think they're much more hard to understand than uh, his uh, English versions of Hechala, We Get a Power, etc. Agreed. But why do you think this exists? Well, first of all, how did this even get out there? Uh, I was telling you, Mary, it seems like the Japanese version of the game has leaked online, at least the 360 version. Some Koreans got a hold of it and kind of tore it apart. And maybe this English version was hidden away on the disc somewhere. Maybe it's an extra in the game. I can't really get a grasp for what's going on because everything's in Korean. And it seemed like they kind of made their own trailer, AMV-esque thing to this full-length English version. 
version. So it's out there. Why do you think it was made? I already said my theory. You think it's for the American audiences? I wouldn't be surprised if they're finally throwing us a bone. My only question there is, you know, we have the demo on 316. It came out on PS3 as well, which has the Japanese vocal intro theme right there in the demo. Oh, the vocals. Oh, that's right. We were talking about it just last week. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I retract my theory. So I'm totally confused. I don't know. Maybe the demo gets the Japanese Maybe they're expecting people to rip the game open and to find it. So why would they record this random English version just to hide it away on a disc? Because they know know. people will download it and find it. I'm thinking it was probably recorded for the kind of in limbo CD single that was supposed to come out. We were going to be getting Super Survivor and Kiseki no Hono Yo I don't know why I just tripped on that. Moe got a CD single with those songs and some extra stuff. Maybe this was recorded for that and it is on the disc somewhere, the game disc, and I'm really, really upset that that CD single is seemingly canceled. The Lantis site has absolutely nothing about it anymore. But So this English version exists. We'll put a link to uh, a YouTube, wherever these Korean people threw together, and you can listen to it. It's kind of hilarious and kind of awesome at the same time. So I guess we can leave Burst Limit behind. Mary, just tell me the next thing. It's not all that interesting. All right, uh, this next piece of news is Bondi has created a new website for the collectible card game. Woo! So I, I guess if you're into that sort of thing... Game? I can't remember what I, I don't was. follow collectible card games. I think they're... Because, you know, Bondi got the license back to do toys and merchandise and stuff, so I think they're putting on the new CCG or whatever's. Let's uh, move away from that because it doesn't really interest us and I don't really know what to say. Let's talk about Viz and their crazy stuff. Mary, Julian... Yes? Give me thoughts. Why is Viz going to be putting out hardcover editions of the following. Dragon Ball Graphic Novel 1 Collector's Edition, Dragon Ball Z Graphic Novel 1 Collector's Edition, and Shonen Jump Issue 1 5th Anniversary Collector's Edition. What is that last one? We don't know. We don't know any of these Okay, are. well, clearly it's to, you know, make young adolescent boys poor. <laughs> you think? Yes. Poor? Collector's oh, oh, oh edition. poor. Poor isn't, like, no money. Okay. I was yes. going to say, poor, poor their wallets out. I, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I, that too. I speak English. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been speaking much English? Um, more in the schools, since I'm making believe that I don't understand that much Japanese in front of the students. But oh, okay. very simple English. So, yeah. All right. Gotcha. <laughs> Let us uh, discuss these further. Collector's Edition hardcover, 208 pages and 176 pages for Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, respectively. That falls much more in line with a standard Tankobon or graphic novel. And then we already have these Viz Big Editions coming out, which are three-in-one volumes. So why put out Viz Big Editions and then later this year put out hardcover editions of single volumes? It's marketing. People are going to buy them. Like two concurrent releases? Someone will make a decision. Decision. That seems that's up to the consumer. Absolutely asinine to me. It may be, but one assumes that Viz knows what they're doing, or maybe they don't. <laughs> Who knows? Talking I'm just playing devil's advocate. <laughs> I guess in the One Piece English version, they keep going back and forth between different spellings and making weird mistakes, and you know it's frustrating to see. And yeah. You know, I made a note of this on uh, the homepage of the website. Dragon Ball fans, you know, we kind of know what's going on. It's confusing for us, but at least we know where to look. And you kind of figure out what's going on, what's coming out. I've seen so many non-Dragon Ball fans, people who are slightly interested in the series and maybe would like to try and pick it up and do it from the beginning to end. With this kind of release schedule cycle, people don't have a fucking clue what to do. Do I pick up this 
big one? Do I pick up this red one? Do I pick up this Viz big one? Oh, there's a hardcover coming out? It's it's almost like Funimation in their DVD releases where we're putting out the series. Oh no, we're going to do this Ultimate Uncut. Oh, we're just kidding. We're going to do season box sets. It's just absurd to me and I don't know what's going on. Shonen Jump uh, issue one fifth anniversary. You think it's just the original issue one from, what was it, 2003 I think it was or maybe 2004. I can't remember the year. Probably three. I think it was just that yeah. issue they're putting out in a hardcover edition. It's what it sounds like. It's there's no information other than kind of not even. Let's talk about release dates. I don't know that they have prices up here. This Dragon Ball hardcover edition. These are right stuff listings. It says October seventh, two thousand eight, and the price is nineteen ninety nine. So that's like twenty bucks for this uh, Dragon Ball hardcover stuff. What about this Shonen Jump one? This Shonen Jump is August fifth, two thousand eight. That's twenty five bucks. So I don't know about this pricing and releases. Anyone got any final thoughts on this hardcover stuff? Bizarre. We're devoting too much time to this. You think so? Alright, let's move on to other interesting stuff. Dragon Ball Z movies 1 and 2 Blu-ray and DVD are coming out next week. A lot of places have already got them. A lot of people, a lot, I should say a lot of stores breaking release date. We've got a plethora of comparison screenshots that people have been doing over on our forum between the DVD, the remastered DVD, the remastered Blu-ray, the Dragon Box, the original releases, blah 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 blah. General consensus seems to be that um, these are treated pretty well. They're not a amazing. There's a lot of toss-ups and pros and cons between this and the Dragon Box. It seems to be leagues ahead of the old releases, so that's kind of cool. The the contest is going to tie into this release, so later in the episode, pay attention. Remember that we were talking about DBZ Movie 1 here. Uh, So that is that. I think the last thing we need to talk about is Dragon Ball DS, and Julian, I am so glad you're here, because you can read this for us. Oh, that's right. So, we learned earlier this week that there is a new game coming out in Japan sometime this year. We don't know when. Sometime in 2008. It is simply called Dragon Ball DS. It's being developed by Namco Bandai, or Bandai Namco, whatever you want to call them. It seems to be an action-adventure game, maybe action-adventure RPG. It's coming out this fall. This fall? Oh, okay. So, there's a couple pages here from the most recent V-Jump. Julian, kind of pick it apart and let me know if you see anything interesting here. Okay. Yeah,、well、I know what that says. So it's a mystical adventure. Basically, yeah, is it going to tell me much about the gameplay or what? I think there is a little bit about gameplay. There's two pages here. Seems like there's a lot of stylus controls,、um, slashing enemies. Nyoibo will be available. And maybe even the Kamehameha looks like you might type out the syllables as they come up on the screen.、Or、not、uh, type them, but tap them, etc. Anything、uh, interesting in there? I'm looking on the second page because the first page was mostly, hey, it's Dragon Ball. Eh, let's <laughs>、right. see. Touch pen action. Touch pen is the stylus. It looks like you do seem to use the stylus in order to hit stuff.、Uh, Well, read something out because it's always fun hearing you say it. 当然神仙人直撃伝の必殺技もタッチペンで Ha. I guess you do get、okay. to control the Kamehameha with the, the stylus. Not bad. It looks like there's some、uh, cutscenes down at the bottom there. Looks、uh, some pretty neat 3D engine models for the characters spanning the two screens. Anything neat down there? Hmm. Looks like it's basically showing off the 3D models, which isn't too bad. It even uses both screens to display things, which、um, is some impromptu censorship for the Bulma scene. Oh my God! That is, I didn't even notice that. That's hilarious. That's such a great use, though, because we didn't get a frontal view in the TV series. <laughs> oh dear. Anyhow, 
it looks to be pretty much the extent of the information. Basically, you use the stylus to control your violence and stuff. and Control your violence. 3, 3D cutscenes. Cool. You said it's coming out this fall. Is that what it says? Yes. It doesn't say a specific date. It says 2008, and then it says this fall. Sweet. Well, I look forward to that. Of course, there's absolutely no word yet from Atari and whether or not they'll be doing an English version. I always wonder if Atari knows themselves when the new Dragon Ball game is being created in Japan and if they have the rights <laughs> to it. But, I mean, if it's coming out in there, it'll probably come out here. We've been getting just about every single game. So look forward to additional news on that. And, uh, Julian, since you're back, we can always have you read every thing so that's very helpful yes sweet so that is all of the news this week that's a lot of cool stuff let's take it over to our topic julian you're our topic this week wow i'm i'm a topic you are a topic you've already said that you've been over there teaching english to kids and you had to uh, move and a new school and just give us yet again brief little recap of what you've been doing in japan Okay, so I am an ALT, which is an assistant language teacher. It's pretty much the same thing that Andrew did when he was over here, except I'm not with the JET program, so I fend for myself, which is a lot of fun, actually. You know, it's being independent, but there are some quirks in the system now and then, like my two months without internet. But I'm back now, so... Sweet. Well, I want to know about a little bit of Dragon Ball stuff that's been going on over there. I know there was a, not really a crossover, but kind of a collaboration manga that you picked up. Tell me about that. Yes, so it's entitled Sachie-chan-gu, and it's a collaboration between Akira Toriyama and Masakazu Katsura. What's interesting about this one is that the character designs and the story is done by Toriyama, but the actual art is by Katsura. And it's not like his typical sort of bishoujo-type style, it's really cartoony. It's very Toriyama-esque, but it's not Toriyama. So it's really interesting to see. And the story is very Toriyama as well. I think it's probably also the first Toriyama effort I've seen that has the main character with an MP3 player. But Ooh, we're getting very modern here now. Yes. So, wow, it's the 2000s. Imagine that. <laughs> I know, Toriyama in the 2000s. Can you imagine? Uh, have there been any scanlations that you've seen around of this? I haven't actually looked for any. Not that I'm aware of, but I do have the magazine, um, and I don't know at this point if I can pick up another copy, but if I can find one, I suppose I could send it off to you guys. That'd be cool. I mean, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll see it eventually, but I was just curious if you've seen any floating around. Give me a, a real quick just rundown of what the story is. So, basically, there's this girl at school whose name is Satie, and she uh, gets teased by the boys because she has this weird poop-shaped birthmark on her thigh, but she's also... I never would have imagined Toriyama with a poop joke in manga. But she's also really strong, so she beats up the boys, but then for some weird reason she gets recruited by these aliens to come help with this invasion on another planet and basically the the main joke is that you know also um she eats ramen and she becomes super powerful because she has a huge appetite but that also means when the time runs up her stomach gets empty and she that's the characteristic goo sound from the title i guess oh all right so it sounds kind of like a cross between a raleigh and goku Kind of, maybe. Uh, also, <laughs> the main joke is that when she starts fighting the bad aliens on the planet, that um, her, her poop-shaped birthmark is somehow like the, the emblem of the galactic police force or something. So it freaks them out. This sounds like Toriyama in 
every sense of the name Toriyama. Uh, yeah, I guess that's a, a way to put it. Nice. Uh, it's really hard to explain without actually showing you the manga because it's just really quirky. But That's fine. I have more questions for you. It's kind of weird interviewing you almost for the show. But there's a new something for Dragon Ball coming out in festivals or something. We talked about this big news a couple weeks ago. But give us a recap of it and what you plan to do. So, every so often, they hold what's known as a jump anime fair during the summer. Um, And this has produced some interesting stuff. Back in 1998, Production IG produced a One Piece OVA before the creation of the TV series. So it only features Luffy, Zoro, and Nami as the main characters. We've actually seen it. It was neat. Yeah. So, um, obviously, with the cast of Dragon Ball being established, that won't be the case. But it'll be interesting to see some new animation, regardless of what it is. From the wording, it's hard to tell if the Dragon Ball and One Piece things are separate or if it's supposed to be a crossover. But I guess I'll see what I can do about getting there and watching. What's the closest one to you going to be? Do you know where these stops are, where you're going to have to go? Not yet, but I'm trying to find out. So... All right, cool. Well, I mean, it's your duty. You have to go. It's new Dragon Ball animation. You're there. Right. Cool. We've actually had some uh, other questions about you seeing movies and stuff. I think you've answered them in the past, but you saw the first of the uh, redone Evangelion movies in theaters over there, right? That's correct. Nice. We actually just watched it uh, maybe a week or so ago with Jeff. He got the R2, and uh, it was pretty interesting, so I just wanted to get that in there. Have you seen other cool anime movies in theaters over there? So I've seen the One Piece ninth movie, which is the Chopper arc retold with Robin and... um, Do you know who Frankie is? Yes, I know who Frankie is. And Frankie. <laughs> so that that's an interesting take, but the next movie it looks like it will be all original, but it comes out next year, so we'll see what happens then. Cool. And let's see, I've seen Sweeney Todd with subtitles, although <laughs> it's not really an anime movie. Yeah. Glancing down at the subtitles, they didn't always seem all that accurate and didn't really capture the spirit of the movie, but Oh, that's a shame. They were rendered in a neat font. But... <laughs> okay. Have there been any other noteworthy anime movies to go see? Um, There probably have, just ones that didn't really capture my interest. Gotcha. That's fine. Well, you tell me, has there been any other Dragon Ball stuff that you've done or seen that you wanted to mention? I did have one last question, I guess, and that's have you talked to any Japanese people about the live-action movie? Not about the live-action movie, but about Dragon Ball. Actually, recently, in the chorus that I sing in, there is another person who, well, it's a long story short, but I appear to have made friends with a Miko. Which is? The shrine maiden from the Shinto shrine. Oh, oh, I I know that word, of course. (laughs) She doesn't actually do that mostly now, but it was her main part-time thing in high school and college, and she still does it for festivals and such. That's cool. Anyway, we got to talking, and I discovered that she also is well acquainted with the Dragon Ball, and we quizzed each other on it, and... When it comes to the manga, she's about as knowledgeable as I am. That is frighteningly awesome. Yes. Uh, However, she has not seen that much of the anime, and in particular, she has no knowledge of the movies. Uh, But we're both equally clueless on GT. (laughs) That's fine. Well, it's all about the manga anyways. I'm sure in Japan it's kind of like everyone reads Dragon Ball or has read Dragon Ball at some point. Yeah, but not everybody is that well acquainted with the series, so... That's cool. Julian has a new friend. And Mary, she's she's a temple priestess lady. What do you have to say about this? It's like it's too good to be true. It's like she sounds like a, what do you call that? Like a, I don't want to use the word moe. That's not what I'm looking for. Like an idol, an ideal person, like for nerds like us to like. <laughs> okay. Like a Mary Sue type personality? Yeah. I don't know. 
she she pokes fun at me, so it's oh, good. good. Mary, I'm going to turn it over to you. Do you have any questions for Julian before he tells us his own stuff? Oh, uh, let's see. So we haven't talked to him in two months. I know! My mind is boggling. There's like... Ooh. Uh, well, well, let's, oh. Just wait for it to settle down and then see what words appear. <laughs> I did... I was going to say, um, with Speed Racer over there, and if so, what do they think of it? It hasn't come out yet. As far oh, as... really? Okay. Never mind. There's a time lag right. for most Japanese movies while it gets subtitled badly. <laughs> gotcha. Hey, kind of used to that, too. Um, well, you tell me, what other stuff is going on in general and any other Dragon Ball things you got? Hey, let's see. Well, uh, the anime comics are still coming out. I think there's another volume scheduled for June. Oh, but also in June is One Piece Volume 50. Oh, wow. Is it really up to 50 volumes? Yeah, but it's not up to the Dragon Ball level of chapters yet. So Right, right, because there's less chapters per volume. I remember that. But this, that's still impressive. This Monday is Chapter 500. Sweet. That is pretty awesome. Yes. What else you got? Oh, let's see. What else do I have? I saw something the other day, and I don't remember what it is anymore. Oh, uh, let me rack my brains for a sec here. I do think I've actually seen some unauthorized Dragon Ball guides in Japan, and I'd be curious to sort of take a look and see if they're as crappy as the ones in the U.S. Oh, did you listen to that episode? Yeah. Oh, that, that was the question I had for you. I hate to interrupt, but have you listened to the last two months of episodes? Um, I've been listening to them since I got my connection a couple days ago, so not through all of them yet, but going backwards. Well, do you have any key comments on things? Wow, that was a really crappy guide. <laughs> yes, it was. I'm sorry that you couldn't have been there for it. And hey, uh, no, what was I going to say? Jeff's a third of the way through the manga, so... I know! We're actually going to be doing Volume 17 next week. You think he'll be around for that? Yeah, it should be. Thanks. Awesome. Do you have any additional stories before we close out our topic, which is catching up with Julian? Mm. Once upon a time, there was a... No, no. No, I don't, I don't think so. All right. Well, your section is next anyway, so we're going to stay with you. Thank you for being my interview and catching up, and you're with us for good from now on. Julian, we're going to turn it over to you and your DBZ ABCs. <laughs> Julian, we are up to coup, because we're doing A-I-U-A-O, Kaki Coup. Coup. What do you got for coup? Kuririn Pa. No, wait, that's Zelda. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, oh, Kuririn. Well, that works too. Yes, tell me about Kuririn. He's small. He is. And he doesn't have a nose. That's true. And he shaved his head for most of the series. That's also true. And he's got either incense or moxa burns on his forehead. This is additionally true. And he used to be a Shaolin monk. That's false. Really? No, I don't really know. <laughs> That's fine. Doesn't he come from a specific temple, though? He was like Odin Temple, which is the opposite of Shodin Temple. Get it? Yes, yes, so, I do. So, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Tell me about the name pun, though, because it involves someone else, actually, too. Kuririn? Yes. Kuririn is... It involves someone else? Oh, yes, it does. Kuririn. Well, Kuri is chestnut. And Kuririn is... Well, that's... Uh, it's kind of adding on syllables to it? Basically, yeah. I mean, that's how I always interpreted it. Especially when he first appeared, his head compared to the rest of him was gigantic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's <laughs> really cute design, though. Uh-huh. So his head was all nice and shiny like a chestnut. But, yes, so because of the chestnut thing, um, his daughter is named Maron which Marron is French for chestnut. And it's also used frequently in Kana to describe things that have chestnut flavoring in them in Japan, to the point that a lot of Japanese people seem to think that it's an English word. 
Oh, wow. That's actually rather interesting. Yeah. It's like, um, no, that's French. <laughs> There's actually one more character that this involves, and the name pun is kind of strange here because it doesn't really fit and just kind of involves his design more than his family. Oh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kuriza. Oh, Kuriza. That's right. So Kuriza is the son of Frieza from the Nekomajin Z comics. <laughs> you said Majin. Sorry, I work with some English people and their pronunciation of things <laughs> started to rub off, I think. Uh, Nekomajin. And so he has a chestnut-shaped top of his head, and his death ball matches. I think he also has eyes, but... Yeah, it does. <laughs> he was uh, a bonus character in the Japanese version of Budokai 2, and uh, his final attack was a chestnut-shaped death ball. But I mean, we were talking about Kudadin for Ku, but for Kuriza, I always thought it was strange that... Toriyama didn't stick with the cold series of puns, where we had cold Frieza Kula. He kind of took the za from Frieza and added in more of a design name pun than a family name pun. It's a gag manga. What do you want? I don't know. I guess that's it. Do you have anything else on Kudidin? Um, well, he's a guy. He's pretty shy, though, so he doesn't really actually start dating, as far as we know, until pretty late in the series. And then it's like, okay, a vastly stronger than him enemy turned not exactly ally so he sort of hits on her out of the blue and later on they get married and we have no idea what happened in between <laughs> that is extremely true well thank you julian that was cool yes well i'm not done yet thank you oh uh, i'm sorry <laughs> please continue then well, toriyama writes at one point that he doesn't like drawing things like romance but unfortunately it means that a lot of the relationships that crop up in the series except perhaps for gohan and videl are kind of like out of the blue <laughs> <laughs> right right how the hell did that happen <laughs> Well, you got to make more characters. In order to do that, you have to get two of them together and make children and then do nothing with those children. So, Julian, is that truly Ku now? I think so. All right, nice. Kaki Ku K. So you'll be back next week with K. I guess so. Awesome. That's the end of DBZ ABCs. That's the week. Let's do the releases. Mary, so last week we have to talk about this stuff. That's good. Tell me, there's a lot of stuff coming out on the 27th, which is next Tuesday. Right. Where should I begin? Uh, At the beginning. All right. Sure. Why not? We got DBZ Movies 1 and 2 in Blu-ray, as well as standard DVD. Blu-ray is $34.98. Standard is $29.98. These are also, um, as you know, the faux remastered style movies like the TV series. But in this case, it's okay due to reasons we've explained over and over again. You can read more about it on our site. Well, your site. (laughs) I called it ours. That was awful. Julian, you tell me what else is coming out that day. Take the rest of May 27th. Also, Dragon Ball Z TV Season 5 from Funimation, which is going for $49.98. It's the same full remastered style with a cropped version of a sort of widescreen-ish that they've been doing with the rest of the things. So, yeah, if that's that's cool with you, then by all means, go ahead. Um, You know how Mike feels about it, so. Yep, what else we got? Finish the day. All right, Dragon Ball Z. TV Spanish volumes. Are these also being put out by Funimation? Yes, they are. All right. So I guess these are the Mexican dub, but this is volume right. seven and eight with Regresa a la Vida and La Invasión de los Saiyajin. It's episodes 19 to 21 and 22 to 24. They're 12.98 each. And they're also in the full remastered style with the Spanish audio track. Hey. And uh, volume nine is where the Ultimate Uncut Edition was canceled. So, um,. 
interesting. We'll see what happens next. Word. Let's take it into June a little bit because the stuff in June is at the very beginning of the month and we're almost done with May here. Coming out on June 4th, which is a Wednesday. And while I'm talking about this, Julian, figure out when that next Anamanga volume is coming out. Okay. So on June 4th, we got... Romantico Ageruyo and Makafushigi Adobencha, the 21st century versions. There's a new CD coming out. These songs are going to be performed by Ushio Hashimoto and Hiroki Takahashi, respectively, the original artists of these songs. They are new versions of the Dragon Ball ending and opening, respectively, and an image song plus two new image songs, remixes, and an English version of Makafushigi. Looking forward to this. It's coming out for 1600 yen, which is about 16 bucks exactly. CD Japan, Amazon, Play Asia, wherever you want to get that stuffs. Julian, have you figured it out yet? Yes, it's also on the 4th. Oh, perfect. Tell me about it. Okay, also coming out on June 4th is Volume 3 of the Jinzo Ningen Saga for the Redundantly Redundant Anamaga series of Dragon Ball Z. Uh, They're going for the same price as always, which is way too expensive considering that we've already seen this. (laughs) You're so angry. I love it. Well, it's 730 yen. Just go buy the manga. You can get it for like 100 150 yen at book off. I know. Uh, well. All right. It's a ripoff, but... Volume three of that? Yep. All right, cool. Mary, take the last two items here, because it's technically one thing. Two different countries, uh, two different days, blah, blah, blah. All right, so on Thursday, June 5th, we've got DBZ Burst Limit coming out in Japan on both the PS3 and Xbox 360. It's coming out for about 78 bucks. PlayAsia's carrying it for 74 bucks. So, oh boy, three and a half dollars cheaper. Right. What else we got, though? June 10th. All right. A couple days later, we get the same game out here, also on the PS3 and Xbox 360 for $60. And if you pre-order it at GameStop, you get a short woot if they know about it. You also supposedly get a DVD in the 360 or a Blu-ray with Movie 1 on the PS3, blah, blah, blah. I've talked about that. Check it out on the homepage of the site. I think that is releases. Let us take it on over to the emails. Mary, you're going to read the first one here, because I'm going to continue with you for no particular reason. Okay. Tell me what we got. From who and... Okay, sure. This is from Tyus? Tyus? I I don't know. I'm really bad. That's why I gave it to you, so I didn't have to say it. Dear Vegeta WeX, Mary, and Julian, I very recently started listening to the podcast, but I've been going to Bolt Eyes and Chewy X and Temple of Trunks for many, many years. Recently, I was watching the episode of Dragon Ball Z, where Vegeta gives Crediton and Gohan Saiyajin armor to wear. During this season, Vegeta mentions that the armor he's giving them with the large shoulders and legs guards is more up-to-date than the one he's wearing. So basically my question is this. If the armor that Kuririn and Gohan wore, and the ones that Nappa and Vegeta wore when they first landed on Earth, is more up-to-date than the style without the extra shoulder guards, then why didn't Vegeta ever ask Bulma to make him that type of armor when she gave him battle suits for the Room of Spirit and Time? Has there ever been an official reason for this, or do you think Toriyama just disliked the original style and wanted to remodel Vegeta's look? I really appreciate it if you can answer this question since it's been driving me nuts for a while. Well, I'm sorry it's been driving you nuts. I'm sure it's just a stylistic change. I bet Toriyama's editors are just like, yeah, those look kind of goofy. You're going to change how it looks. Maybe even for him, he's just like, I, I get to draw less. Well, you Julian, know, what do you think? From the perspective of the series, I always felt that, you know, maybe Bulma took the, the armor that he had been wearing during the Frieza arc, fixed it up, but decided the shoulders were shot, so she re- replaced them with those weird strap type things. But then again, the way that it constantly gets destroyed, that doesn't seem to be particularly viable either, so really <laughs> I don't have an idea. Your guess is as good as mine, I suppose. That's okay. Well, that's what we all think. Julian, you're going to read the next email, yeah? Okay. So, next up is Jeremiah, who says, Hello, Mike, Mary, and Julian. If Julian is there, well, guess what I am. My name is... 
is Jerry. Hey, lady! (laughs) Keep her in. I've been listening to the podcast and visiting your site for a while, but this is my first time writing to you guys. Well, I have two things I wanted to say. One's just something I wanted to mention, and another one is a question. The first thing is that I did a Google search on that guidebook, and I found this, praising the book and saying that most of the information is accurate. I had to laugh. Raditz coming from Snake Way? Yeah, that's that's accurate. Maybe Wiley Coyote just wants to be friends with the Roadrunner. Sure. As for the question, it's about Mr. Satan. Every time I watch the subs and I hear his voice, I could have sworn I've heard it before. Can you help me out by saying who else is Seiyu voiced? I don't know much about Seiyu for any anime, so I was wondering if you could help me. Maybe something that'll help you. I love the 2D fighters by SNK and Capcom, and also the 3D fighting games. Not all of them, mainly Dead or Alive, Tekken, and Virtual Fighter. Something random. I pre-ordered Burst Limit and Metal Gear Solid 4, and, well, I noticed that they're coming out within days of each other. So my family is like, okay, who's paying for what? That kind of trailed off into something random. That's okay. Mary, this is one of our favorite seiyuu of all time. Who we got? It's Daisuke Gori. That is so correct. We actually did a top five list back in episode 54. Right, because he's done so many voices within the Dragon Ball series that he actually warrants a top five. That's how much this guy gets around. That's he right. is like the, the male prostitute of the Dragon Ball universe. Chris <laughs> Sabbath of the Japanese <laughs> Like It's actually an accurate comparison. It's hilarious. <laughs> what were we just watching? Watching again where we heard him. I don't know, it's like every show we watch, I just immediately jump up we and We were say, watching the Garlic Jr. saga. Oh, that's right, because he played one of the henchmen. I'm like, what the hell is Daisuke Gori playing a random henchman for? Well, I guess that's what he does. Whatever. So you can go check out that top five list. If you guys ever have questions on what to say you does or anything like that, head on over to Anime News Network and just check out their encyclopedia. Type in their name if you know it, and otherwise you can look through the, the show to see character names and etc. This guy is all over the place. He's been in so many things. He's quite a prolific Seiyuu. Julian, give me some key roles of his that you've enjoyed in other series. I just noticed he's listed here as uh, Genma from Ninja Scroll. I'll have to rewatch Ninja Scroll just to hear his voice as much as I loathe that movie now. <laughs> Ooh, Dozel Zabi and Basque Ohm, two main roles from the Gundam series. One is the sort of de facto, well, not the de facto, but one of the main leaders of the Zabi family, and then one of the leaders of the Titans. I guess I should say one of his important video game roles is Heihachi from the Tekken series, and if you're a fan of video games, you've definitely heard him in lots of video games. Heihachi is probably his most well-known video game role, but uh, he's done stuff in uh, so many games. He was Dory in One Piece, one of the two giants. Yep. Very nice. Uh, very fitting for him. Mary, you see anything you like of him? Oh, I see him in shows that I've seen, but nothing major. Like the manager in Megazone 2-3. Like Shabernigdo in the first season of Slayers. There you go. So you That's know. like totally... Yeah. Well, I mean, in the dub anyway. He's it was all populated. I don't know what it was like in the Japanese version. So yeah, I can't I'm say sure it sounded like Daisuke Gori. So I guess that's going to answer that question. Uh, he's an awesome seiyuu, and we love him. We're going to move on. I guess I will read this one. This one comes to us from Gabe. Gabe says, hey, podcast crew. Let me first say that assuming this gets read in the following podcast, Manga Volume 15's review, <laughs> we're getting to it a little bit late here, that there are some major spoilers for Jeff in here, assuming that GT is taking his cannon. Well, Jeff is not here. Jeff, if you're listening, turn off the damn podcast. You can't hear this. In Dragon Ball, King Piccolo is introduced and eventually spawns what's essentially a clone of himself, who's the Piccolo most fans are familiar with. While this Piccolo originally wanted to fulfill his father's wishes, 
forces in taking over the world, he soon develops a heart thanks to Goku and Gohan. However, in GT, Piccolo ultimately ends up spending the rest of his life, or afterlife I guess, in hell. I know that people tend to see GT as non-canon, but what are your guys' opinions about having Piccolo repenting for all the crap that he did in what you can consider his past life? Also, what are your general feelings about where GT left off all of Toriyama's characters? People like Bra, Pan, and even Number 17 are quite different, are giving quite different fates, or just overall personalities in the case of the first two, then I'm sure you'd expect them to have if you were to just finish the DBZ series. Thanks for reading this, Gabe. Lots of stuff I want to talk about here. Just in general, I maybe Piccolo. There's actually something, a specific scene I want to reference here, and maybe do a little dialogue from, because I think it's kind of important for fate in the series and where people go and where they should go. Julian, would you like to play Piccolo or Vegeta? Um... I guess I will be Vegeta. You will be Vegeta. Mary, would you like to be Piccolo? Or would you like me to be Piccolo? You could be Piccolo. I'll be Piccolo. Okay, I'm Piccolo. So this scene takes place right before Vegeta kills himself in the Boo arc. Um, you know exactly what scene this is. He's talking with Piccolo. You intend to die, don't you? Just tell me one thing. Once I die, will I be able to meet Kakarot again in the other world or wherever? At a time like this, it's not going to help for me to speak in consolation, so I'll tell you directly. That's not possible. You've killed too many sinless people. When you die, your body will become nothing, and your spirit will be carried to a different world than Goku's. There, your spirit will be cleansed, your memory will be lost, and you will be changed into a new life form. Is that so? Too bad. I love your Vegeta voice. I'm making fun of Chris Savage. Oh, okay. Well, basically what's going on here is, you know, Vegeta has done so much, and we'll turn this over to Piccolo in a second, that he's not going to the same place in the afterlife that Goku and kind of everyone else is. So he just kind of does it anyways. He blows himself up, and regardless of where he's going, he knows he needs to do it. So let's turn it over to Piccolo. He's kind of got the same thing going on. Mary, have you even, have you seen this part in GT? I haven't watched all the end to the baby arc, so... Oh, I, I might have missed it. I don't remember. I don't even if I did see it, I'd... Ever actually watch this episode. I mean, I know what happens, but I don't know, whatever. So Piccolo decides to stay on Earth, and he dies and hangs out in hell and kind of like keeps things in check and control. So what do we all think about this? Does this make sense for Piccolo to kind of hang out in hell as opposed to maybe up with Dende or hang out elsewhere in the afterlife and be kind of a godly figure? What do you think? Well, for me, the interesting thing is that it's He's in hell, but it's like he's one of the enforcers. He He's trying to keep order there. He's not there just to hang around and do jack squat. I so. think he enjoys it. I think so, too. I mean, it's really sad to see him so secluded from everyone else, but when you see him interfering with Cell and Freeze's shenanigans, I think he's enjoying it. When did he do that? And like the last episode, right? No. I haven't seen much of GT. I remember him in hell and Freeze and it's... Cell are there, and he's like getting involved and beating them in up. The last episode? No, it's just some like giant snake thing. Oh, okay. Maybe not the last episode episode, but somewhere in there, isn't he in hell with them? Goku goes down there, I don't remember. I think Piccolo is down there. Wow. We really need to rewatch the Super 17 arc and all of GT. I think we made a promise that we would watch all of GT by a certain date, and if we don't, you can kick me in the shins. Someone correct me if I'm wrong on that. I think there's a specific date that we have to, or at least I have to watch GT by. It's probably already passed. Yeah, I don't think it has. I think it's like 2012 or something. Something realistic. But other Piccolo repenting, because he's kind of a different person, should he have to make up for this of Piccolo Daimao, what do you think? Mm, well, he still technically did that stuff, so, yeah. I mean, he also did some pretty crappy things, even in his current incarnation, really. Oh, absolutely. For Can't ignore that. Yeah. 
So, you know, he does have some things that he has to answer for, even though he's fully cognizant of that fact. And he's, you know, perfectly willing to take the punishments. So. Righto. How about GT in general, just taking characters in different directions than you otherwise might think? Julian, you haven't seen much of the series. Mary and I clearly forget what we have seen. So does See, anyone well, have any comments? Well, there's Vegeta with his Freddie Mercury mustache. Yeah, and... we've talked about that a lot. I actually kind of like it. Mary, you got any thoughts? GT characters, where they're going, where they left? Um... <sighs> I, I don't want to even count GT or think about it as anything. Okay, that's fine. That's acceptable. So I guess we'll leave that email. We didn't have a whole lot for you, Gabe, but I wanted to address it and get some thoughts out there. Julian, we got one last email. This one's totally for you. I will read it to you. Have you watched those two clips? Um, I can do that right now. Okay, you watch them while I read the email. This comes to us from April. Hello, guys. My name is April. I've been listening to your show for a while. It's great fun. Something I was thinking about when I was re-watching the uncut Funimation dub was the correct wording of a term used when pulling the Nyoibo down. In episode 29, The Roaming Lake, when Goku retracts the Nyoibo, he says, Power Pole Descend. A few episodes later, still in the Red Ribbon arc, he does the same technique but says, Power Pole Retract. I was wondering what the Japanese dub used in these scenes and the English translation. Thanks in advance. So your first episode was right. I think it actually was episode 29. Then I went looking for that other scene that I couldn't find it. It took me a while to actually find that particular scene. But I did find it and I made little clips. I sent them over to Julian. Uh, it was actually episodes 30 and 35. So Julian, what do you think? What does Goku say in these two scenes, clips, when he retracts the Nyoibo? He sounds like he's saying Modore, which is um, go back or return. So like return to your normal state. So it, it's not really either. It's like... I don't know. Well, he actually says two different, fr- well, a different phrase in each scene. Oh, he d- and I think that's what the question was, because in the Funimation dub, he said two different things. Oh, re- so in the Japanese version, did he say two different things in those two scenes? Uh, he says the same thing. So, mo- modore no nyoibo. Modore. Modore nyoibo! Modore nyoibo! Yeah, you're actually right. It sounds to me like he's saying the exact same thing yep. with... Both scenes. Alright then, so it was kind of just Funimation, whatever. It's, they were treating it more as, yeah, more as just he's saying something rather than, like Kamehameha, where you don't really change that. Mm, yes. But when he actually extends Nyoibo, it actually changes what he says. I think in the first uh, volume, of the, or even the first chapter, he says something, and then it changes very shortly after. Do you know what those two phrases well, are? I think normally he just says Nobiro, which is extend. But... Oh, I remember what it was. He says, Boyo Nobiro, and then and after that, he just says, Nobiro ni oibo. Mm. So the first time he says, Boyo, which means extend staff um, right. instead of nyoibo. So And then he kind of turns it into almost like an attack yell, like something. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. So that is that, April. I hope that answers your question. That is going to wrap up the emails. Mary, give me the spiel. Send emails to podcast at com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. Sweet. Thank you. With the emails done, we're going to do a contest. So rather than doing a money-making scheme, which I did investigate and it wouldn't return much in the way of profits, I picked up the original 1997 release of Dead Zone, DBZ Movie 1, on DVD, used for five bucks. I was checking out eBay to see if anyone was making any good money on these original releases. No one was. It seems like they're in, like, high demand, but no one's actually paying money for them. So I'm like, ah, whatever, five bucks, I'll just give it away as a contest. Because DBZ Movie 1 is coming out for the nth time in the U.S. next week, Let's go through these releases. So back in 1997, a little bit into 98, I guess you could say, 
Dead Zone, DBZ Movie 1, came out for the first time in America, subtitled on VHS, dubbed on VHS, on Laserdisc, which I believe had both the English and Japanese version, and DVD, which did have the English and Japanese version on it. In 2005, during the Ultimate Uncut releases, Dead Zone was re-released in America, where, you know, Funimation's in-house cast and, you know, a rescored dub, blah, 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 blah. In 2006, the first Strike box set came out with DBZ Movies 1 through 3, so you kind of rebought Movie 1 if you had already purchased it. And now in 2008, the remastered version of the movie is coming out on DVD and Blu-ray. So to commemorate the billionth release of Dead Zone in America and probably the dozenth time I've purchased the movie, we're going to give away that original DVD release. Well, it's not quite the original. The original came in that cardboard sleeve with a regular jewel case. This is just a standard DVD keep case. But we're going to give it away. Mary, what I want you to do is tell me your favorite dub line from this original release of Dead Zone. Oh man, when Chi-Chi curses, no doubt. All right. Right. You know, I know my favorite line from this movie is? What? Then you'll know what hell is really like. So we both have cursing in ours. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're like such fanboys. Like, oh boy, naughty words. But actually, Piccolo does say something about Jigoku in the original line there. Okay. So whatever, I'll let that slide. Julian, do you remember this tub well enough to be able to cite a line from it? Kids shouldn't eat those. <laughs> start seeing things. Oh man, Julian wins that one. Stay. See, dang. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this original dub was with the Ocean Studios cast, which Funimation used from 1995, I guess you could say, through 1998. And uh, that English dub had the original Japanese score in it. And I believe this new one coming out does as well. But and this has the Japanese track on there, but it doesn't have Steve subs. So it's kind of like this really neat thing with a, a dub that had the BGM back then and the Japanese track and decent translation, but not Steve Simmons translation. Whatever, we're going to give away this DVD because it's a really cool thing. We'll be doing this for two weeks. Kind of a quick contest for us. Get in your entries by June 6th at 12 noon. That's a Friday. Very easy. Just send us an email at contest at dizex.com. Julian and Mary, what do they have to put in the subject of this email? What do you think? Hmm. Any thoughts? You gotta put something. This is the only... Well, there's gonna be content in the body, right? Oh, you can put their name or whatever. But it's the subject that I like to look at and amuses me. So what do you think? Mm. Something about the deadlines? Nah. So maybe they haven't seen it. True. Let's just say dead zone. Just throw dead zone in the subject somewhere so we know you're entering the contest. Okay. Contest at DizX.com. Special email. Emails by June 6th at 12 noon. I think that's going to wrap up this episode. What do y'all think? Okay. Good. Agreed. Julian, it is awesome to have you back, man. Thank you. It's you my are pleasure. quite welcome. I am obviously the star of this podcast. This is so. all too true. You are the star. Thank you. Thank You're you. You're the party star? No. I was about to say it, but it's not true because I'm the party star. Actually, if I remember correctly, and I hate to admit this, Andrew is the reigning 50-round party star. Yes. Uh. I'm going to have to take that back in a gigantic three-and-a-half to four-hour Mario Party round where we all hate each other by the end of the night. But anyways, Julian, I'll get back to you. I'm going to get rid of Mary first here. Okay. Mary, good evening to you. Good evening to you. Any last-minute thoughts for us this I episode? did remember remember some stuff actually okay what do you got we picked jeff up from the airport earlier this week and on the way back we were <laughs> such nervous and we listened to dragon ball remix music and that it's the dragon ball stuff that i could remember all right that's decent enough so jeff i apologize but that's what i was in the mood for so you were subjected to it i enjoyed myself fuck you guys i love dragon ball music i've been listening to it all evening waiting for julian to show up i'm sitting here with the ipod raising my little pip lups i'm like where's julian anyways i'm gonna stop talking mary thank you I was sleeping. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Right? Yes. Okay. Julian. Yes. 
you and I can be found at DaiZenchuEx. That's correct, which can be found at www.daizex.com. That's DaiZex.com. That is oh so true. Awesome. So uh, we'll see you there. Let's talk about next week. Next week is going to be a manga review of Awesomeness episode. June creeped up on us really fast. The first of the month is on a Sunday, so hey, that's what we got to do. If you're going by the American release, we'll actually be doing the last two chapters of Dragon Ball Volume 16 and then the entirety of Dragon Ball Z Volume 1 because that's what Volume 17 was in Japan when it was originally just Dragon Ball beginning to end. That's that. So we'll uh, check you out next week on the show. Check out X the website. Check out the chat, which has been popping lately. We'll check it out on the forum. And I think that's it. Anyone? Last minute stuff. What do you got? Anything? Goodbye? That's cool. Cool. So, Julian. Yes. Do it, man. All right. For Dizenshu EX, the podcast, my name is Julian, and I am the star of this show. Uh, okay, yes. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of Dizenshu EX, the podcast. We'll see you next time. That's actually the news. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I love the 2D fighters by SNK and Capcom. Capcom. Capcom.